0: What's up, guys? This is your girl, Victoria Jay, from 12th Street Talk Back. Need a little bit of morning inspiration or aspiration in your life? Head on over to Spotify or anchor.fm, iHeartRadio, and now on Good Pods for a little pick-me-up to start your day, Monday through Friday, for two minutes a day at 7 a.m. Peace and blessings. Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, 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 welcome to Freedom Fridays. That's right, we added another little episode in here for you. So on Fridays, we're going to be coming to you, and we're going to be talking about anything that freely is on our mind, any topics, any things that went on during the week, we're going to be Featuring some guests, we're gonna be featuring some entrepreneurs that want to give you a little feed or a little bite of what they got going on right here in the Carolinas um, that are trying to make their mark in this world. So I hope you guys enjoy our Freedom Fridays so well as well as coming to you guys Monday through Friday with morning inspiration. We will be coming to you on our regular scheduled times which are Tuesdays, Thursdays, and now on Fridays. So, yay for that. So listen, guys, I had a lot of people have been inboxing me, telling me that they did not know that I did a show prior to Morning Inspirations. And that just fills my heart with joy because at least I know 50% of my listeners are listening to my Morning Inspirations. And for those of you that have inboxed me, thank you, thank you, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for coming on to the 12th Street Talk Back. Facebook page and leaving me all your messages and inboxing me directly and I try to answer as many as I can but I got to the point where it was so overwhelming that I had to say let me just do a shout out on one of the shows so thank you thank you thank you to all my new followers all the new friends of the show thank you for listening to Morning Inspirations, as well as for those of you that didn't know, we do have a show and it is on Tuesdays and Thursdays when we release our episodes. And now we're going to be adding Freedom Fridays with guest co host uh, Candace Nicole. She was on one of our previous episodes and she's going to pop in from time to time, as well as many, many more. So I hope you guys enjoy these 30 minute segments. We're going to start to have on Freedom Fridays and I hope you guys find some great goodies from some of the entrepreneurs that are going to be featured on the show as well as the topics. So let's jump right in guys. Did you guys pour into yourself? And for my new listeners, I always ask my audience do they pour into that self because we started this show in season one. And I was just going or coming through my transition and I'm still in it to whereas I was recreating and recreating my mind, recreating my, my soul, and and walking closer with God. And I decided to switch some things up, and I asked some ladies to come along. Along with me on the journey and if they had something in their life um like I did that was um holding them back from being the best person that they could be in life. I told my story as well as my health journey and as well as just taking it day by day, day by day with my hand in God's hand and day by day, just getting through this thing called life and cutting out a lot of the negativity um, that goes on on a daily basis and, and just trying to sidestep some of the things that i um, We go through because we go through a lot in this thing that we call life, which brings me to my first topic of Freedom Fridays. I'm going to kick this one off by myself today, and I wanted to go into talking about all the uh, squirreling, the beating, the fighting, the outbursts that's been going on around the country in our school systems. I also wanted to talk about some things that's going on right here in North Carolina in our police departments and A genre of things So Freedom Fridays is just that I'm going to pick a couple topics I'm going to tell you my views and my opinions on it And then I'm going to move right along to the next one So guys, let's jump right into the first one The first one, I want to talk to you guys about The teachers that are being abused By some of these students That's going on across our states And you know, it started with the video that went viral of the seventeen-year-old, six-foot-six young man that body slammed the teacher's aide in Florida, um, allegedly because he took she took away his switch. And <laughs> it was said this week when they appeared in court um, that she said to an outpour of people um, that is supporting her with a GoFundMe fund that she wanted to make it clear that she did not take away his switch. It was said, allegedly, by another teacher, I guess the teacher over top of the classroom that she was assisting, that that would possibly be a consequence. Nevertheless, I heard this story first, on one of my other counterpart shows podcast shout out to the Premier boys for bringing this to my attention but I think it was long out there (laughs) um it had been out there going viral And I just didn't pay any attention to it So thanks for the uh, update on all this stuff Premier boys I love, love, love your, your guys show You guys do amazing things over there Shouts out to Mr. Ken Lifestyle Gentleman Podcast as well um, I love that show as well You guys do some amazing things So thank you for bringing this to my attention Obviously it was called to the attention Of a lot of people as it was. viral on the news local news in your different states viral on the social media platforms YouTube and all that good stuff and it was disturbing it was disturbing it is said that the young man has um, uh, some type of special needs whether he be on the spectrum or just you know whatever his special needs is but my my heart goes out to the teacher because I don't feel like that our children whether they're special needs or not should be being violated by their students and I have a little bit more to say on that but I'm going to move on to the next case that came up in social media and on the local news channels that's in uh, Gwinnett County in Lawrenceville they had two different cases just this week One with a 14-year-old girl that assaulted her teacher in the classroom. That video went viral where you could see that the young lady jumped up out of her seat and was bantering back and forth with the teacher. And I believe it was another teacher in there. And as the teacher went to Leave out of the classroom and to get some assistance for the young lady's behavior, you could see the young lady slamming the door in the back of the teacher, and they begin the the teacher comes back in, they begin to verbally talk to each other, and the young lady begins to verbally assault. Her teacher, as well as, grabbed the teacher's wrist, and you could hear the teacher telling her not to put her hands on her, and she could, she was telling the teacher not to put her hands on her because she didn't care whether she was an adult or not. And then all of a sudden, the young lady's anger gets in the way, and she started wailing on this poor teacher, beating her upside the head to the point that the fight was dragged out into the hallway where... Um, unfortunately the teacher ended up falling in the fight and breaking her leg and she is now recovering at home as well as the teacher aide in Florida then you go on to another event in Gwinnett County where there is a male teacher that has has um being assaulted by another young man in his classroom for basically the same thing, for being rude, rude behavior, not being told what to do. You can see them fighting to the point where the teacher is pinned down on the floor and this guy's just wailing on him. He, in turn, ended up at one of the local urgent cares And where he was getting assistance for his bruises. I'm not sure if they were minor or major. They did say that he was bleeding at the nose. So perhaps, maybe, he had a broken nose and some other minor scrapes and bruises. I didn't really get into a big detail about that. But that was seeing along with another video. That happened in January as I'm scrolling through watching these that happened this March in 2023. There was one that happened in January of 2023 at the same school with the 17-year-old boy that body slammed the teacher's aide. This teacher was assaulted by his student and they were fighting to the point that that teacher also had to go get some medical attention. And then we trickle down to the Carolinas, where this week or last week, where we have a 71-year-old teacher that was video recorded beating a 17-year-old boy with an extension cord. It was said, allegedly, it had happened prior in her classroom, and she done it to a 16-year-old. However, that Pacific footage did not get recorded, but one of the students pulled out their cell phone when she allegedly was attacking the 17 year old with a extension cord. With that being said, all these different cases, and I know that for most of you guys, you've already heard it, you probably already seen it if you do in fact keep up with stuff like that. And if you don't, like me sometimes I'm under a rock until I hear it from someone else and thank you to the people that listen out to me some of you guys will go to the point where you will inbox me and say take a look at this it's something that you might want to talk about so I thank you for that what I can say about this and I've been saying it before and I've said it so many times and now I'm at the point where you know, this is my platform. This is a platform that God has gifted me with and gifted it to me in a way to where I can talk about anything and, and my subject wants to be always and constantly on Him and, and involving our Heavenly Father and anything that I do in my life. And with that being said, we got to get God back into the household, God back into our school systems, and try to turn some of this stuff around. Satan is running rapid, and those of us that have not already put on our armor and girded our waist with the truth, put on our breastplate of righteousness, put on our helmet. A salvation, stand on our faith when we can do nothing else and pick up our sword, which is the word of God, and arm ourselves in our households, outside of our household, we are going to continually go through the things that we go through. And it's a fact. We live in a generation now where our young adults and our children do not know God and don't want to hear anything about God and that's why we have some of the behaviors that we have going on in our school systems and in our houses and I personally believe is because we a generation my generation the generation after me and these new um, young ladies that are going out here having babies especially single parents And trying a new way of doing things. And it started with us. And you can possibly say it started with the generation before me. In my sisters and brothers era. Where we thought that it was best that we were going to change the parent rule book. And we didn't like the way that our parents kept us in church and kept us a a tight rope on us and kept us on curfews and all this other stuff that they did for our well-being. We decided that we weren't going to raise our children like that. And now we have encountered a whole big old mess. And I myself can include myself in that era. Because I did the same thing. I decided in my head that I wasn't going to be as strict on my children as my mother was on us. And I decided I was going to take a few pages out of the playbook and rewrite the playbook to fit it the way that I felt. Because I was still walking around like most of us adults do in our 20s and in our 30s when we began to have these children. With a young mind. A young mentality. We're still walking around with that fresh. What we thought was mental abuse. On how we are not going to raise our children. And we started giving them things. And buying them things. And letting them get away with things. And rewarding them with things for bad, bad behavior. We stopped discipline our children in the home. We took God out of the school. We took prayer out of our household. We took church out of our household. And for many people across America, church is just that. Church, it's a building. It's something to do on Sunday. Most people go to church now because it's the traditional thing to do. And that's even if you can get them back into the house of the Lord after this pandemic because everybody had to change because we were on curfews and certain things could not be opened up that was not qualified as um, what was it during the pandemic It wasn't qualified as uh, it, it, we needed to be out there. I was one of them essential worker essential worker I was out of out, out there and, and and my mom was just blown while the church wasn't considered to be essential because all of us need God. And you hear our pastors and our ministers and our bishops telling us all the time, that even when we come to church on Sundays and we absorb it and we commune with God and we get a word from God, sometimes we still got to be back in the house of the Lord on Wednesday, especially those of us that don't keep our noses in God's word Monday through Friday, even if we're just reading a paragraph or a chapter. We still need to be back in Bible study on Wednesday to get that re- de- that refill to make it the next three days until we get to Sunday. And we got all this bad behavior. And now you have parents bantering back and forth. Because some parents are saying, well, the teachers aren't, um, they're not trained well enough, especially in the special needs case. Well, more of that unfolded this week. As they took him from the juvenile detention center And he was brought into the courtroom in handcuffs. And they started to read all the charges. And the the court commentator and all the local news stations went back and started digging into this case. Because it was horrific for those of us that seen this poor woman get body slammed by this big old grown 17-year-old man. And when he body slammed her... She had no movement, but he didn't even care. He was in such a rage. He was still punching and kicking her. And allegedly, one of the sheriffs at the school that handcuffed him said that he went on to proceed to spit at her as they, as they were walking him out of the school as the EMS was paying, giving her medical attention. And he was screaming that every time that he saw her, he was going to attack her and possibly kill her, allegedly. So now you have parents... That are out here saying that the the teachers aren't trained well enough in some of these special need cases or not. I'm not saying that that may not be true in some of our school systems. I'm not saying that they're wrong, but I'm not. I'm also not saying that it's okay whether you have a special needs child or not for your special needs child to be going into such a fit that they can't go out in public without the parent supervision, without attacking someone, whether it be a teacher or me. And there are programs out there in our communities, free programs, that a lot of people that have kids on the spectrum take advantage of. They have a lot of tools. They, like, they have a lot of professionals that are out here to handle just this type of stuff. But in most cases, sometimes, and I have seen it firsthand, as well as taking the training, they do get a a check attached to that. And you have some parents that are just being selfish. And that's why we have a lot of this riffraff going on across our country. Because you have a lot of parents with the I don't care attitude that are selfish, that are not... uh, discipline their children in the home, whether, whether they're on the spectrum or not on the spectrum. You have a lot of young, single mothers out here that will ready, readily be in the club than to be in the church, that would be ready to display their bodies on all these social media pages instead of being a parent to their child. That would whether be the sister to their children and smoke weed and drink and all that other stuff and try to be their children's friend instead of being a parent. You have a lot of young parents out here, mothers and fathers, whether they're single or not, that was not ready to be a parent. And sometimes they come into the school systems and they even display that even after their their children end up in the principal's office. And it's gotten to the point where it's not just ending up in the principal's office because they have a, a fight with another kid. Now they're taking their anger whether it be mental abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, whether they're getting it inside the home, they're bringing it into the school systems and they're bringing it into our communities and they're acting out for something that they're missing at home. And I think all of us in my age group, somewhere in our life, we can identify with something that we missed. Most two-parent households, they don't go through a lot of this stuff. Most of these children that are acting out come from single parent homes. And more often than none, like this young man, they say he had just returned to his mother's home because back in 2019, he had two other charges of assault where he had assaulted two other people and was had, take, had been taken to a detention center, put in a rehab program for people with special needs, and all this stuff that was ordered by a judge back in 2019. But obviously, somewhere in one of those programs, maybe there was not enough training that was done. Or maybe, if you guys watched the video, this boy was just, off the chain and we do know that one of I don't I don't know what you would call it I don't know if you would call it side effect or one of the 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 things that go along and I can't find the right word one of the the things that go along with special needs is they're on the healthier side they're stronger they they have verbal uh attacks Sometimes it becomes volatile, especially when they can't get their way or get get the things that they feel like in their head is the way that it's supposed to go. And I can identify with that. I have a a friend that has a child that's on, on the spectrum. And I have witnessed for myself some of the things that my friend goes through, but I, my hat goes off to her because she has a style of dealing with that, with the behavior. She has a style of teaching. She has homeschooled her child for over 19 years, not just to protect her from the community because her child is definitely involved in different activities out in the community, but they there. It takes a lot of work, and I've seen her as well as her group and a lot of other people that want to make sure that their children are able to function in this thing that we call life just because they need just a little bit more attention. So there are things that can be put in place, but like this young man, the ball was dropped because evidently, he wasn't getting what he needed inside the home, which forced the mother probably to just let him do what he wanted to do and not educating herself or maybe if it is a mother and a father, not educating their self to what the special need is. And I believe that when you do have a child that's on the spectrum, you and anything, any place that you, your child is involved in, whether it's programs, whether it's school, or whether it's the household, whoever that are their caregivers outside of you, you guys need to be on the same page. Whatever you don't tolerate in the home shouldn't be tolerated outside of the home. And I think the two... The aide, the teachers, the parents, everybody need to sit down and have a conference and let each party know this is how I handle Billy when he acts out at home so that the teacher knows this is how I handle him. And the parent needs to say, you know, he goes, he or she goes into a fit of rage and this is how I handle that. So that some of these outside people that are trying to take care of our children while we are forced to go to work because who else is going to go to work and keep a roof over our head and food on the table are taking care of our children. But then you have a whole group of parents that is angry that saying that the teachers in this particular case was not qualified. And to, to, to handle the situation. I'm not saying whether it's true. I'm not saying whether it's not. But nobody needs deserves to be attacked while they're just trying to do their job. Because you're at work. And obviously, you can't afford to be a stay-at-home parent. So somebody else has to deal with your child four to six hours out of the day. And what about the ones that just have anger problems that come from broken homes? The ones that come from broken homes that just acting out with their anger because they probably seen it in the home, not getting enough attention at home, maybe verbally, physically, or mentally abused. I see it a lot in our community, just in my neighborhood. And I am in a pretty suburban area. The area is suburban. It's old money out here. But the new generation is starting to trickle down this way, which was a very small community. And as I'm watching and have been at home for the last year and a half, I'm listening and you have the smaller children doing just as much swearing as they're coming down the street, getting off the bus, playing with each other talking to each other rough as you do the older teenagers that are 14, 15, 16 year olds. You got babies out here calling each other MFs. And that's how they're referring to each other instead of calling each other by their name. You got babies out here that young that has anger problems. I had to deter one of that situation in my own neighborhood last summer where a young man No more than seven, eight years old. Outside playing, boys and girls. He got angry at something the girl said. Went, picked up a brick, not a rock, a brick. And proceeded to march up the stairs. Until I called him and I said, what are you doing with that? And he said, she talked too much. And he was going to proceed to hit her with this brick and I told him I said you know your parent wouldn't be pleased with you and I have a okay relationship a small rapport with the parent I said then do you want me to actually go get your mother and your father and this young man comes from a two parent home but at the same token what you see your parents do you do and that's all I'm going to say about that but in the case of the fourteen-year-old girl, it, it, the children are running the na- they are running the, the the household, the neighborhood, and the schools. In the case of the seventy-year-old woman, maybe she's been doing this for a very long time, and maybe that's how she has control. Of her classroom. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it's right. Because you definitely have a lot of teachers. That bring a lot of junk. Into the school system. Getting into relationships. With kids. Because they look mature. From attacking. Children. Because they're bringing their personal problems. Into work. But we live in a society where if we don't bring God back in the school systems and God back into our home, everybody really is going to be on a selfish tip. As much as I love giving back to my community and want to get out there in the community and educate some of our young boys and girls and give back to our elders. There are moments where I think is my safety going to be in jeopardy trying to talk to someone that's twice as big as me that may be 14 or 15 years old but will haul off and slap the crap out of me Or possibly beat me up. Or possibly pull out a gun because they don't want to hear anything that I have to say about respecting themselves and getting involved in something that's going to lead them to a brighter future. Or perhaps even telling them about the power of God. My mother used to say all the time that we listen to strangers before we listen to our parents in the household. And I believe that to be true. We still do that in our adult life. Me and my husband go back and forth all the time because he tells me i listen to somebody before I listen to him. And that's not necessarily true. Some of the things like I like his saying, I like to eat things. Sometimes you got to eat the fish and throw away the bones, he's saying. So sometimes him and his status of being a male with his male thoughts don't jive with me being a female and an independent female for a very long time. So sometimes I have to humble myself down and think it through. And if it doesn't agree with my system, I do exactly what he say. I eat the fish and throw away the bones. But if it does uh, agree with my system, I will pay a little bit more attention and I hold on to the things that he think that I'm not holding on to. So with that being said, what is going on in your households where you can't get control of your children? And I know you had a certain culture out there, the white community. And I'm sorry to my white listeners, but it is what it is. I don't want to sugarcoat it. Years ago, Your parents, your grandparents started getting involved in people's business in public, chastising and disciplining their children. And they brought this whole thing about calling the law on parents trying to discipline their children. Now, in your very own culture, black, white, you have children that are, are calling the law. But they going upside your head, if not killing you, before the law can get there. So I think that was a plan that really needed to be rethought. And it did start there. It started with women, especially white women, sticking their nose in people's business in public and calling the law. And then it went all the way across the board of people trying to tell you how to discipline your child, whether in public or not in public. And most of my Caucasian audience, you guys can identify with that. And if you can't move on back to the 1980s and 90s, pick up some newspapers and look up some different cases where that happened. And it happened to be the Caucasian community sticking their nose in the African American community about how we discipline our children and got the law involved now you have a bunch of children white, black Hispanic Chinese, Japanese you name it that think that all they have to do is call the law on their parents but your parents are supposed to still feed and clothe you and buy you all this stuff that you want because it's not a need it's a want and, and and reward you for the bad behavior or perhaps be scared in their own households because they don't know what fit of rage that you're gonna go through and then you have some of them that's so bold bold and I wish they were bold like that for the love of God or for the love of Jesus. Walk bold in love. They're walking bold in destruction. And don't even realize that more than 75% of them are building these unique prisons. They're the ones building them. That, that, that's why they they, they building them. When you get in there, you're, you're going to be part of the, the plan to build these unique prisons with now their fancy, fancy technology that they take 50% of the money that your loved ones send you for phone calls and commissary and all this unique stuff they then come up with inside the prison to take your loved ones' money because you got yourself into something that you can't get out of. Then it's not fair in there, and it's not fair out here. But I'd rather be out here where I can pick and choose my battles than to be somewhere where I don't have a choice. And to my audience that still have young kids or be grandmothers or aunties or uncles, and you know somebody in your family that's going through that maybe you can get through or maybe you can have them start looking into some different avenues before it is too late because its I feel like it's already too late and I feel like those of us that does not have our hand in God's hand and make him the center of our life we ain't seen nothing yet we ain't seen nothing yet in these communities with these these kids acting out we ain't seen nothing yet the Bible says that if you spare the rod you spoil the child it also says to fear the Lord the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction My son, hear instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother for they will be graceful ornaments on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sin entice you, do not consent. And the Bible talks about a lot of that, especially in Proverbs. Proverbs is a book of wisdom and I feel like some of us old heads need to go back and get into our word get that wisdom so that we can start instilling it in our children, in our communities before we have a bunch of mess going on that we can't get out of Moving past that, right here in North Carolina, there's an outroar, an uproar in our detention centers. For my police officers in the sheriff Department. Well the police officers feel that they're being unfairly treated. There's no structure in the police department in our county. There's outrage. It's on the news. They say, the police officers say they're angry. They feel like they have no support. The inmates are taking over the detention center, forcing them to choose their lives and quit their jobs. And they say, allegedly, that the sheriff, the head of the department, is not paying attention. He's sweeping everything on the rug, under the rug and putting out statements to the public like it's not so. They've gone as far as to have the local news involved in this and the conditions. And they said they're frustrated, they're angry. So if you got a bunch of frustrated, angry, Officers out here going to work because they're frustrated with the conditions and then having to be out here in the community. That is a recipe for another disaster. Not to mention, for most of my North Carolinians, the law that they're trying to pass on us having peaceful protests. The riots that broke out in Queen City and Charlotte back when George Floyd was was killed, they pretty much stopped us from, from having any type of peaceful protest where they're going to vote on that, the final vote on that. I believe it's this week or sometime in this month where the deal is already almost sealed where we're not going to be allowed to protest in certain counties and we have a lot of mess going on in some of these counties especially in the county that I live in a lot of murders by young teenagers a lot of drive-by shooting in the last two years that nobody's paying attention to and I, I, I'm just so sick and tired of the I don't care attitude. It's not my problem. It's not my children. I had an incident that happened to someone close to me just recently. Drive by in a very, very elegant neighborhood. And just thank God that they happened not to be at home. And it's happening all around us. It could happen here, right where I'm at. Because God knows, I've certainly seen a bunch of behavior near and around me that I've been telling my husband, this used to be a pretty decent neighborhood. Actually, it was a very nice neighborhood. And I think I'm ready to move on. Because I just don't desire to be put in certain situations. But recently finding this out from my local news, what our police departments are going through, I can see why our streets are in such a disarray. But I want you guys to think about, tomorrow is too late. I know a lot of us old heads used to hear our parents say, turn your life over to God, for tomorrow might be too late. And there's a song out there like that. But tomorrow really is too late. Tomorrow is too late. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, and I have some very dear close people that are in the younger community that listen to me on a regular basis. If you listen to the sound of my voice, put down the blunt, put down the drink, and get yourself into somebody's Bible-based church or perhaps Tell God right now that you're ready to make a change. And every day, it's not going to be easy. But if you give a little, he'll give a little. I'm so tired of seeing our babies lose their life and it don't begin. They don't even get out of their 20s. And then you got these young mothers all over social media on the anniversary of their 20 or 18 or 19 years old because they're still young too putting it on the platform about how much their heart is broke because they lost their child and I'm not saying that it they their heart isn't broke But I know in the circle or the community, because I wouldn't even call it my circle, in the community that I live in, the people that know people that know people that somebody knows somebody. I didn't see your behavior change after you lost that child. I didn't see anything that you do sometimes to make a difference so it won't happen to the siblings. Or how about some of these parents that's got the one child in the house that's making the household unpleasing or undesirable to live in? Because they can't control that one child. There's got to be a better way. And the only way that I can think of is bringing God back into the household and into the school systems. When we took God out, we inviting Satan in, and that's what happened. When we took God out of the school, we invited Satan in to have his way in our children's lives. And now we, as a generation, and some of us older generation, are trying to conform to some of the stuff that don't make sense. But sometimes we just don't ha- we don't have a choice because we're outnumbered. The society is going to change whether we go along to get along with it anyway. So then we find ourselves putting ourselves in bubbles because we just can't deal with the mess. But I invite my younger generation that is listening to me, whether you're friends or associates of mine or not, tomorrow might be too late. To say, God, I want to make a change. And nobody said you got to jump right in, full throttle, go to church every Sunday, get on every board. But to be nice to be in church every Sunday, you might hear something that might pierce your heart. But aren't you tired of making the ABC store rich? Aren't you tired? of making the local drug dealer rich while you sit around in your slumber of depression and not paying attention to your children and they're going out in the community wreaking havoc and now you got another problem. It's time to wake up in some of our households. And stop letting Satan have his way. And start inviting God in. Into our households. Jesus will come in. He'll come in. All you got to do is say. Jesus you're welcome into my home. He'll come in. But he got to be invited. He got to be invited. He's got to be invited. Even when he died on the cross. And came back down. And don't quote me, but I know it's either in Luke or Mark, John, one of them. Where he heard the the two people talking about his death and everything that happened. And they were walking on the side of the road. And they started to ask him, where are you being? X, Y, and Z happened. He was crucified, blah, 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 blah. Read it for yourself. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. All good scriptures to start about how Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But the moral of that story is when they got to the end of the story and he was about to continue his journey. They said to him, it's late. Come on in. And when he went in, as they were preparing their meal, getting ready to eat, he broke the bread and blessed it. And they realized they had been talking to the Messiah the whole time, our Heavenly Father, the whole time. But God's not going to just come in. You got to invite him in. Jesus' is not going to come in. You got to invite him in. And it starts somewhere, it starts with putting down all those substances that you think. That you need to get through life and start inviting Jesus back into your homes because he needs warriors and it starts with the parents. He needs warriors to stand up to all this stuff that's going on in our life that we're walking around here with blinders on thinking that is just change. Change was when we were able to vote, and actually our vote mattered. And some would debate that. Change is not becoming accustomed to all this stuff that you see on social media and in our school systems that society deems that's right. Right. And there's a whole lot I could say about that. But I'm going to leave it right there because this is just my opinion. But I believe sooner than later, you're going to have to make that choice. You're going to have to make that choice. Because if you don't, it may very well be too late can't have one, one foot in and one foot out. You can't. You got to make a change and say, God, I invite you in. Because I just, the way I've been trying to deal with it, I just can't handle my teenage daughter or my, my teenage son. And they got to see you. The same bad behaviors that they saw you doing in front of them, they need to say, see the new fruit. That you bring into your home. Proverbs fifteen four says, A wholesome tongue is the tree of life, but the perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs fifteen fourteen says, The heart of a the heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. Proverbs 15:33 says the fear of the Lord is instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. Proverbs 16:9 says a man hearts plans his ways but the Lord directs his steps. And Proverbs 29:11 says a fool vents all feelings but a wise man holds back. When are you going to stop some of the foolishness. When are you going to bring some wisdom into your household and get some instruction? When are you going to break free from some of the debacle that's going on in your households? So that our teachers that are out here trying to take care of their the chi- your children do their jobs something that they went to school and probably still paying on student loans for can feel like that they can do their job without being assaulted by teachers by students I'm sorry not teachers. but with that being said, I do know it has not escaped me that teachers, some teachers, have been doing terrible things to students for a long time. And God will deal with them. But right now, we have got to get some control over our children and our babies because we're losing them faster than we're losing older adults. And that's a fact. Have this conversation with yourself and see what you can do to change something in your household. So that we can start changing some of these communities. With that being said, guys, that's my time. Go check us out over on Spotify. Check us out on Good Pods, as well as Apple, Amazon, Castro, Google Podcasts, and a whole lot more. We're moving right along. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for the ones that listen. And if you can share, 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 follow, 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 hit that follow button when you go to Spotify, hit that follow button when you got an I Radio and all that good stuff. But definitely, definitely Spotify. I told you guys before that I'm trying to get out in the community, we have already chosen a facility to give back to the community This Christmas, and it's never too early to start. I have comrades out there that's already taking and buying stuff out of their own pockets and storing it up, so that when we're able to go to this facility, we'll be able to give away pajamas and blankets, especially blankets for people that go out and they have diabetes and they're cold after and they're drained after they go through that procedure. We're getting throw blankets and pajamas and socks and Toiletries, those toiletries that the the uh, living facility will accept, and if you can't do anything else, if you just hit the follow button when you go to Spotify, go to the main page, go all the way back up to season one if you have to, but any episode, if you hit the three dots, you should be able. It should should say follow, rate. Hit the follow button. Don't just listen. Hit the follow button if that's all you can do. But if it is in your power to give, you can also, at the end of every episode where it says see more, you can also donate as little as 99 cents a month. $4.99, $12.99, 4 dollars $12.99, and up. If God lays it on your heart and you feel like that you can do that. I know times are tight. Everybody's still coming out completely from the pandemic. But I promise you guys, it'll be well worth it. Most of the proceeds will go back into the community. But I will say this. Find some time to sit down and have those conversations. Find some time to sit down and investigate some programs. If you do have that child that you just can't do anything with, it's better to put them in a program. than To just throw them out in the street where they're definitely going to pick up way worse, if not more. And I am tired of seeing our young brothers and sisters build these prisons just so that they have a place to live. Peace and blessings. Until next time.